Hello, everybody. Woo. How is everyone tonight? All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. All our lives he has been faithful. I got an anointing on me tonight. I don't know exactly what the, is going to happen, but I do know that there was tremendous amount of warfare over this service. So I don't know how many of you understand what warfare is, but there has to be a reason for it. And so I believe that God is going to do some great and mighty things. Amen. Amen. Let's just stay here for just a second. So in the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that greater is he that is in this church, in me, in these people. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I decree and I declare, Satan, that you are under my feet, that Jesus spoiled principalities and powers made a show of you openly, and I will open up my mouth, and I will speak boldly the mysteries of God, and signs and wonders will be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. You said in your word, Lord, in my name you will cast out devils. And devil, tonight we cast you down, we cast you out, and we say no weapon formed against us will prosper in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you've given your angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. We thank you that the angels of the Lord encamp round about us to deliver us, to help us, to hearken unto the voice of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we have till about five after eight. That gives us about 35 minutes. And I'm going to quickly talk to you tonight about watching over your family in prayer. Watching over your family in prayer. Now, why don't we go ahead and we open up with Isaiah 62. <laughs> Verse 6 says, I have set watchmen on your walls. Now, in this case, in this instant, and in context, he's speaking to Jerusalem. But I want you to look at this scripture, and let's make this Logos word a rhema word for us tonight here at New Beginnings. Do you understand what that means? This is a prophetic word for you here at New Beginnings. I have set watchmen on your walls, new beginnings, over the families that are in this house, and these watchmen shall never hold their peace day or night. That is intercession, day or night, praying with importunity, day or night, not backing off, not backing down. That is intercession. Day and night, that is intercession where you're striking against something. I call it the negative side of intercession. You're coming against the forces of darkness, and the enemy doesn't want to give up. The enemy doesn't want to give up his stronghold, so he fights. So there's a wrestle. There's contending going on, and you could feel the tug of war going on in the spirit if you're sensitive to it. And I believe that after tonight, there is something that is going to be imparted on 
done to you. And the Lord wants to impart to this body, this house, even those that are not here, though they're absent in the flesh, they're present with us in the spirit because they're part of this church, a, a greater level of discernment or discerning of spirits, or he's going to anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see more than you've ever seen. You may operate more in the spirit than you've ever operated in before. Well, how can these things be? How can that happen? How can God do that? Just in one meeting, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I have come that I may impart something unto you. You see, spiritual things are transferable. They're transferable who you hang around with. They're transferable by who you let lay hands on you. They're transferable by association. And they're transferable by who you sit under. You're sitting under someone right now that operates in a measure of wisdom and revelation. And the eyes of my understanding have been enlightened to a measure. And what I have, I'm going to give to you. Because you see, my friends, God is doing a quick work. There is not a lot of time left. There is not a lot of time left. And we're living right smack in the middle of Isaiah 61 through 4, where darkness, gross darkness, is, is, has, has covered the earth and has arisen in the land. But at the same time, the glory of God is rising in the church. That's why it's not a time for you to draw back. It's not a time for you to grow weary and well doing. It's not a time for you to put your head in the sand. It's not a time for you to say, I don't want to see what's going on in the world. It's a time for us to lift up our heads because our redemption draws nigh. We got to understand that the harvest is ripe. We got to understand that we're coming in a season of a great harvest. And that's what the enemy is trying to hinder or stop. But no weapon formed against this move of God, this awakening is going to prosper. So he said day or night. So that's intercession. So there's that side of intercession where you're contending with the adversary and you're striking against something. And we did have a measure of that in some of our Friday night book of Acts prayer. How many of you have been attending the book of Acts prayer on these Friday nights? I have to be honest with you, okay, because we're all learning together. I have never operated in such a realm of a seer anointing like I have been operating right here with you on those Friday nights. The spirit of seeing and knowing, Kenneth E. Hagin said, is going to be in greater manifestation in the last days. And my friends, we are in the last days. Perilous times have come, but see, we need this discernment. We need to see. We need to hear. We need to know. We need to be equipped. And so, therefore, God is imparting and allowing us to flow in this realm of the spirit. See, the spirit realm is very real. And we're not making this stuff up. And we see and we operate in that on these Friday nights. I just pray to God. I just pray, God, that it just continues to flow like a river, that you continue to visit us like a rushing mighty wind. That's why I told my friends, I've got to have clean hands and a pure heart. I've got to pray the prayer, search me, Lord, and see if there's any wicked way in me. Because if you're going to allow me to be a seer in the realm of the spirit and lead your people, I have to allow you to search me first. 
I don't know about you, but it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of Almighty God. And when you start picking up these kinds of mantles and you start moving in these realms of the Spirit, you've got to be holy even as he is holy. I know we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but I've never felt like I got to watch what I say. I got to watch what I do. I don't know what's happening. Is it happening to you as well? There's something happening. I feel like, like God is putting me into a cocoon and he's, he's sealing this cocoon and, and then there's a forming process and he's doing something. And if he's doing it in me, he's doing it in you. I know how this stuff operates. I just get to experience it, but it's what he's doing corporately in the body. So he said, day or night. So then there's the side of intercession, whereas the word of the Lord said, we do the Jeremiah 33, 3. We go up into the throne of grace, and we, with importunity, we repeat scripture, and we remind God of his word, and we call him to remembrance, and we decree and we declare the word of God, and it doesn't return void. And it's that Revelations 5, 8, it goes up into the throne of God and those incense goes into bowls and then as a response the bowls come down and pour out a fragrance on the earth Lord God let's just lift our hands for just a second Father, help us to contain this measure of anointing. Help us to contain. Help us to live and move and have our being. Help us and equip us to do what we need to do for these last days. And I know that 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 every prayer I pray works. I know that I know that I know that when I pray, my Father hears me, and he answers me, and he performs his word. I know it. So he said, day or night, that's intercession. This is a whole teaching of about 30 hours. You who make mention of the Lord, don't keep silent. This is not a time for you to say, stay silent. This isn't vulgar, but screw the devil. This is not a time for us to keep silent. We will be bold. We will be strong. We will speak the truth in love. We will say what the word of, and thus saith the Lord God has to say, and not back off and not back down. The enemy will try to put pressure on us. Pressure, don't say that. Don't say this. Don't say that. No, 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 no. Father, we pray that as this, um, we pray that as this persecution continues to rise in the earth, Lord, we behold their threatenings. But Lord, we pray, Lord, that we see the threatenings of, we pray, we pray together that with all boldness, we will speak your word in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the persecution. In the midst of them telling us not to speak nor teach at all in the name of Jesus, we ask that a spirit of boldness would be imparted unto this people, unto the body of Christ, and that we would live and move and have our being in you and speak those things that we know we ought to speak, and we will not be afraid of their faces. We pray that you'd make our foreheads hard against the warfare and hard against the opposition. The Lord just said to me, you are the prayer. I am the prayer. 
We are the house of prayer. And he's going to teach us more and more and more corporately the rhythm of prayer. Because there is a rhythm. That's why it's not a time for us to be isolated. It's a time for us to come together. And the verse that I hear, I hear a lot here at New Beginnings, and I heard it again, Genesis 11, read it sometime. It's a negative situation. They were wanting to build a tower and a, and a, 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 a that whose top would reach to the heavens. They were all of one language and one speech. They all had things in common. And the scripture says God had to come down and confound their speech. He said, because this they begin to do, now nothing will be impossible for them, which they have imagined to do. Nothing is going to be impossible for us. As we gather together with one heart, one mind, one accord in the place of prayer, and we begin to join forces together, and we begin to intercede and stand and watch, nothing's going to be impossible for us. The enemy saw this. This they begin to do. Now nothing is going to be impossible for them, which they have imagined to do. What have we imagined? We've imagined a great awakening in this East Coast region. Do you know that New Jersey is marked by God? I'm learning more and more about what the prophets have said about this region. We are marked by God. We're the gatekeepers into the nation. We are the watchman state. We are marked and chosen by God. That's why you are different. That's why we're different. That's why we drive black cars, wear black leather, and we like our black stuff. I'm thinking to myself, it's Easter. Everything in my closet's black. I'm going to have to pull out some, you know, other color. You were born to raise hell. You were born to live here. He has ordained the places in which you are to live. And the enemy sees it and he fears it. Don't think I didn't prepare because I did. I'm actually moving in prophetically. Yeah, you are the prayer. I never heard him say that. You are the prayer. You know, we could preach, pray, prophesy all at once. And what does it do? It goes into the realm of the spirit. And it, Jeremiah 1, I think 5 or 10, it uproots things, tears down things. And then we go in and we build and plant. But God needs some uprooters. God needs some people that will tear down. And some preaching tears down. Some preaching and praying pulls roots up. And then we got the builders coming in. And they come in and they build the people. They plant the word of God. They plant the seed of the word of God. And the people are edified and built up a holy habitation of the Lord. Growing up into him in all things, which is what? Christ. Moshe, Ketea, Mahaya, Kasi. You who make mention of the Lord, don't keep silent. You're not going to keep quiet. I'm not going to keep quiet. And give him no rest till he establishes and he makes this region a praise in the earth. Before we talk about the job or the role of a watchman, which is an intercessor, I want to talk about where they reside. 
They reside, you and I, because we're all called to pray. You know, I'm not called to pray. You women, you all women, you're called to pray. Really? Some of the most powerful intercessors were, were men. <laughs> Abraham, Moses, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Where do these watchmen reside? On the walls of a nation or nations. Some of you got a call to a nation or nations. You have that thing. It's a burden. It's a something on the inside. When you go to bed at night, you think about that country. You think about that nation. On the walls of a state. In this particular case, on the walls of the state of New Jersey. I'm called to be here just like you are. Devil tried to get me out of here. It caused a big ruckus, but I'm still here. You are called to be in a, a, on the walls of a region or a neighborhood or your sphere of influence or for the sake of tonight's. You, you are called to be on the walls of your family. The Bible says in Psalms 127, 3 and 4, children are the heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Children are a heritage of the Lord. They're a blessing. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. We're called as never before to be watchmen over the walls of our own families. Now more than ever. Now more than ever. I, I'm just going to say it. I asked Marsha, like, what is this woke thing? What is this woke thing? And then I found out that it used to be the age of 18, there was legally, a child was legally an adult. And from 18 under, the parents had the authority over the child to make decisions on the child's behalf. I heard recently that the age has dropped to 14. So we're called to be watchmen on the walls of our family. Now, what is our function? I, I call us spiritual mothers and fathers. And when I say over your family, and you know this, what I mean by that is uh, your grandkids, your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, all the children that are in your sphere of influence, whether you like it or not, you are responsible for as a watchman. They're in your sphere of influence. They may be kids that your kids are friends with, okay? So what is our function? A watchman is a person hired to guard or watch, especially at night. Doesn't that make sense? So here's, here's what's going on in my world. I know I only have 23 more minutes. So in my world, you know, I have a neighbor. And this neighbor is somebody who's somebody. And so this neighbor, because this person's somebody, and we had a robbery across the street from us, decided to hire a private security. 
I, I'm not talking uh, about an 18-year-old with a little plastic badge. I'm talking the real deal, Shamil. I'm talking like the guy is like the real deal. So when does he come and guard the neighborhood? When does he come and guard the neighborhood? He shows up at 6. And let me tell you, these guys, these guys, these army guys and these cop guys and these people that are like that, they're very disciplined. Stay with me now. They're very disciplined. They don't get there late. They're never late. I never see, they never come late. They're never late. They come at about 5 to 6. And they stay all night long. And they leave at 6. So when we talk about watchmen, when he says, especially at night, how many of you know that it's just spiritually speaking? It's when darkness comes. And it's when things get, 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 get quiet. And so he says, especially at night. It means shamar. It means to hedge about as with thorns, to protect to attend to, to look narrowly, to preserve, to look narrowly, to preserve. What does Ezekiel 22:30 says? I sought for a man among them that would what? Stand in the gap, put up the hedge. You as watchmen in your own families, you're called on the walls of your family to guard them and protect them. From what? From John 10:10. 10, 10. Yeah, the thief, the devil. He, listen. He goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is the thief, and he has come to steal, kill, and destroy your little arrows, your children. So it's up to us to protect. It's up to us to attend to. It's up to us to stand in the gap. It's up to us to be disciplined. It's up to us not to be late. And now I know I'm going to get into this. How many of you have ever had a prayer assignment, something on the inside, and you waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and said, I'll just wait, I'll wait, I'll, 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 I'll pray it out when I get the time. There's no time to waste anymore, my friends, because the devil neither, neither slumbers nor sleeps. He is relentless. He is, he's on a mission, and he's out to destroy it also means to lean forward, to peer into the distance, to observe, to await, to behold, to look up, wait for, keep the watch, watchmen. So what's our function? 1 Peter 5.8 says, be sober. <laughs> I am not stopping. How about you? I'm going to be 66 years old on April 17th. Don't forget my birthday. <laughs> if you're on Facebook, happy birthday, Margie. And I'll tell you, I have more energy now, more discipline now, more I'm more relentless than I've ever been before because I know that I have a job to do just like you have a job to do. Those of you that are over 50, I'm telling you, it's time for the mothers and the fathers and the grandparents to rise up and take their place and protect, attend to, and, and, and on the behalf of these young people that are being born in the earth today. I believe it's going to be said of these babies that are born now and all the way up to the millennials, I 
believe it's going to be said of them like it was said of the early church. They that have turned the world upside down have come hither also. Because where sin abounds, grace does so much more abound. So all this insanity that's in the world today, right? There's got to be so much more grace. And so when, as this awakening continues to arise, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is going to be upon them. And great grace will be upon them. So 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be vigilant. Why? 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 What do you think that cop does at night when we first, we've had so many robberies. Have you had robberies in your region down here? It's crazy. But I mean, when they see somebody coming into the neighborhood that doesn't look, that something's not right, they're vigilant. They're not sleeping. <laughs> They're not, you know, sometimes I go up to the car when I'm walking my dog, because I walk my dog at 9.30 at night because I'm safe. <laughs> By the way, guess where he sits? Right in front of my house. <laughs> right? So sometimes I go up to him, and I'll give him a little jar of, like, chocolate-covered almonds. Nothing, no junk food. <laughs> no. Not on my watch. No junk food. If you want to be healthy in the natural, you've got to feed yourself healthy food. If you want to be healthy in the spirit and stay strong in God, you've got to eat and drink and, and savor the word of living of the living God and keep that worship music going. This is not a time for us to go weary and to play around. He's stationed to guard a group against a surprise attack. A surprise attack from who? The devil. Our function to be, it should be to be alert, intuitive, discerning, or discerning spiritually. We said it. I'll, I quoted it. Be sober. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That word vigilant means, it, the Greek word is wake, watchful, and watch. Never be off your guard. Never, 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 never. If you have this something on the inside and you're picking something up uh, concerning one of your children, that is the Holy Ghost enlightening you, giving you an unction. You can't figure it out here in your head, but something on the inside of you is, is, is scratching you. And that scratching is the voice of the Holy Spirit, but it's not a voice. It's a scratch. It's a knowing. It's a feeling. It's something on the inside. Or it's a love. Or it's a posture of, I don't feel good about about that particular child. What is that? That is you being a watchman, being spiritually alert on the behalf of that child. And here's the interesting thing about it. You know, you may get a prayer assignment for somebody in your family and they look and act like everything's fine. But the Holy Ghost searches the hearts. He knows what is the mind of the spirit. He knows what's going on in their minds. He knows what's going on in their hearts. He knows. See, the Holy Spirit uh, knows that the enemy is trying to sift them like wheat. And the enemy is setting things up and strategizing. Okay? And so the Holy Ghost knows. 
and he's hiding. But you know, because the Spirit of God dwells on the inside of you. The Holy Ghost is a person. He is the third person of the Trinity. And you have another person living on the inside of you who knows everything that's going on in these young people's lives. So if he's scratching you on the inside and you hook yourself up to the inside and you have that scratch going on, you got to listen to that. That is a prayer alert. That was a mouthful. That Greek word, wake, watch, watchful, never be off your guard. First Peter 4, 7 says, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Ephesians 6, 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance for all of our children. I know it says all saints, but I'm take driving it home. And you know that one child that gives you the most trouble? Does anybody have one of those? <laughs> that child's so called of God. That child is so called of God, it just screams, I'm called of God. Sometimes you get clues. You don't need an inner witness. You just have clues. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Ephesians says, be in supplication in the spirit and watching. That word watch is A-G-R-U-P-N-E-O. It means to be sleepless. Expresses not a mere wakefulness, but the watchfulness. Colossians 4.2 says, continue in prayer and watch. That word, again, means to watch of keeping awake, spiritual alertness. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6 through 8 Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night, but let us. Everyone say, let us. Yeah. Say it again. Let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the full armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world that are trying to infiltrate our school systems and infiltrate the, the leaders of this land and infiltrate our children and seep through the, uh, the, the cell phones and the computers and trying to get to our children. We have on the full armor of God. Ruth Bell Graham once said, God has decreed to act in response to prayer. Ask, he commands us, and Satan trembles for fear that we will. I hate you, Margie Florent. I hate you. I hate you, Margie Florent. I hate you. I'm going to make your hair fall out of your head. I'm going to give you warfare. I hate you, Margie Florent. This you're beginning to do. Now nothing's going to be impossible with you they have imagined to do. I don't want you to teach. I don't want you to preach. I don't want you to call. I don't want you to equip. I don't want you to impart. Spiritual things are transferable. What you receive from Kenneth E. Hagen in a moment at graduation, I can impart to a whole body in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. I'm going to take her out. No, you're not, devil. 
I have a security guard on the front of my house that God gave me. I have a dog that God gave me. I have, I have so much that God has given me. Like this word of the Lord, he is faithful. Don't ever let the devil tell you God's not faithful to you. Look, look behind, and that will give you faith for the future. He's been faithful in the past. He's going to continue to take you over and cross you over your Red Sea and take you out of the lion's den. All my life he has been faithful. I hate you, Margie Florent. I hate the Jesus in you. He did. He spoiled. You see, the devil is so deceived. Think about it. The scripture says if they had known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Yes, okay. This they begin to do. Now nothing will be impossible, which they've imagined to do. All right, I'm going to take... Two more minutes. They got me with nine minutes over here, but it's 8.05 over there. I'm a rule keeper. If Pastor Joe says eight o'clock, with all reverence, I always obey. <laughs> How many you know what I'm talking about? How do the prayer burdens and alerts come? A knowing. You just know it. Know it. Number two, an inner witness. It's like a sudden alert. I've had that happen. Read my book, Contend, Stewarding the Hearts and Destinies of My Children, uh, Your Children Through Prayer. Please read my book. Please. I tell all the stories. We don't have time. It's a sudden alert on the inside. You know, like, for example, you might see a certain one of your children, and their picture just lights up. It's like an alert. It's like it's lit up. What is that? That's a prayer alert. These prayer alerts can come through the revelation gifts, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. What God's going to import tonight is that greater measure of discerning of spirits. It could come as a strong love. You just have such a love for that child. Yeah, we love our children, don't we? But it's a different, it's a Romans 5.5. It's a love, and it's a burning love, and you can't, you just, you think of that child, and you have a, oh, like a love. That's a prayer alert. Yield to it. Or you keep seeing that child's face in your mind. Or you can't get them off of your mind. Or when you think of them, you're grieved in your spirit. Do you know what I learned about when I get grieved in my spirit? It's because there's demonic activity attached to it. He being grieved turned to the spirit and said, Right? See, I just got that just now. I just got that by revelation. You think I knew that? I just got that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Or you might get a scripture for that person. One time I was praying over my daughter, Danielle, and I got a scripture for her. You know, don't be anxious about tomorrow. You know that whole scripture? And I knew by, by the scripture what was going on with her. Sometimes you'll know what's going on by what they say out of their mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Or you may know something's going on with them by the fruit. Jesus said you'll know them by their what? Fruits. Sometimes, lastly, 
you'll have a heaviness. Let's stand. You'll have a heaviness in your spirit when you think of them. And you know, yeah, and it, it, yeah, it, and it can go along with the grieving. Yeah, the Lord just said that because it may not just be demonically the enemies coming in, but the heaviness is also something going on in their soul. So there could be a dual thing going on. That's why when we don't know what to pray, how do we pray? Pray in the Holy Ghost. My friends and I, we, I, my assistant, my best friend, Teresa, and I don't know, somebody else, we all felt like crying yesterday. Like, well, I just want to cry. It's not, I don't cry very much anymore. I mean, I wish I would more. I wish I could pray like Jeremiah 9.1. I like to pr- cry in the presence of God because that helps to break up the foul ground. So I, Lord, give us tears. Lord, give us tears that we may weep for the slain daughter of your people. Give us a heart for the lost. Give us tears, even as Jeremiah prayed. So what do you do? My friends, pray in the Holy Ghost. So first I'm going to pray for you. I have six minutes. I'm going to pray for you first. And, and, and when I pray for you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release this over the all three campuses. You have three campuses now, right? Or four? Three. So we're going to release it over all the campuses. Because this is what God said concerning new beginnings. The spirit of prayer is gonna is on this whole entire body. It's not a department of prayer. It's the whole church having the spirit of prayer rising up and having expression. So I'm going to pray first for you and for new beginnings, and then we're going to take about two or three minutes and pray for the rising generations. So I want you to lift your hands. So, Father, I pray for the church at New Beginnings. Father, I pray that you would anoint their eyes with eye salve that they may see. I pray that the eyes of their understanding would be opened and enlightened, that they would see more than they're seeing, that there would be an impartation of discernment and discerning of spirits, that you would give those in this room and those in the other campuses who are feelers, that you would cause them to, by revelation, understand what it means when they're feeling something and sensing something and knowing something. So, Father, with that being said, I ask that you would give them wisdom, so Sophia, wisdom into the true nature of things, insight into the true nature of things. Sophia, give them wisdom so that when they get a prayer burden or a prayer alert, they will understand with their heads and their hearts what you are saying, and they won't put their heads in the sand and pretend like it's not from you, but I pray that you would rise up big within them. Give illumination to their minds, understanding to their spirits. So I pray for an impartation of discernment in Jesus' name. And now, Father, we pray for the rising generations. I want you to start praying with me. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Father, we pray for the rising generations, the children that are in the earth today, from the babies that are being born to the millennials all the way up to the millennials. Father, we ask that you would show them great and mighty things. We ask, Father, that there would be a great awakening in and amongst them, not only in one campus, but in all the college campuses all across these United States. 
Father, we pray that you would draw them unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of their faith. We pray, Father, that you would reveal Jesus to them. Pray like your life depends on it. Pray like your life depends on it. Now, see, it's interesting because I sense resistance. How many of you sense resistance? Let's pray into this. We only have two minutes. We're good. May the river of the Holy Spirit, the river of God, flow into the homes, flow into the schools, flow wherever these children are. And may that river, that presence of God, go up to their ankles, then to their knees, then to their loins, and may they be immersed in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Father, we pray for the rising generations that they would be, you would mark them. We pray, Father, that you would give them dreams and visions in the night, that you would awaken them unto holiness, awaken them unto the truth of your word. And Father, over all the schools in this region, we place, we, we place a hedge of protection around the schools in this region. Among every family, every school that's represented by these families, we pray, Father, that everything hidden would be revealed that in the event that there's someone who's planning and scheming something to harm another student, we pray that that would be revealed in Jesus' name like you've done it in days go gone by. Praise you, Jesus. Now let's just worship him in tongues. Om bele beshe omaya kate. Yandele lele beshe andalala maha. Vandele beshe kete lele behe. Come on, sing, 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 sing. Endalala maha. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you that you that have begun a good work will bring it. Absolutely, 100%, I believe it. You will bring it to completion. And everyone who agrees with that, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. There's so much going on in my spirit now. I'm like, I don't even know that I can 
put into words. Just keep standing for just a second. But as you know, what we do when we have a guest speaker is we do receive an offering for them at the end of the service. But I want to just encourage you that this type of ministry, the message that the Lord has given her in this season, is a message that is for such a time as this, contending for the hearts of our children. What we're seeing right now in our culture, in our schools, they're coming after the hearts of our children. And God has been raising her up with a message. You can go ahead and be seated. For, to raise up people to pray and contend for the hearts of our children. And so as you're preparing your offering, there are three ways to give. If you go online, you can give. If you don't have a way to give right now in the service, you can give online. And there is a little drop-down for, for guest speakers, so you can go ahead and do that. But you can make your uh, a check out to New Beginnings. If you're writing a check, you can go ahead and do that with offering envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you. We're going to receive that in just a minute. You can make your checks out to New Beginnings. Amen? And then we'll give a check to Reverend Margie. But I want to encourage you. You know, many times when we were in Bible school, I will never say, I will never forget Kenneth Hagan um, at Rama Bible Training Center used to say that sometimes things are not only taught, but they're caught. And tonight, not only did she teach and give us the word of God, but I believe that we caught the spirit of prayer, the spirit of that urgency to pray and contend. And when you were praying, Margie, you said something, and I wrote it down because I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so good. I'm like, that's a message right there. She said um, that we would listen to those prayer alerts. And on the inside, I'm like, you know, when we have a phone and we get those little notifications, we hear that notification, and immediately we respond, whether it's a text, whether it's a Facebook thing. And I pray that each one of us, when we get those notifications or those alerts on the inside, to pray, whether it's for our children, whether for someone else, someone in our church, whether you may not even know what it is, that you would, just like you hear that notification and you respond, that you would respond in the spirit and that you would pray when you get those alerts on the inside. Amen? Amen. We're going to receive the offering in just one second. I want to say one more thing. There was a scripture that's been I've been thinking of, and it popped into my heart again. For months, I've been, not months, maybe a month, this scripture. And when you were sharing, there was, there was such an urgency in what you were sharing tonight. It was like fire. That's how I felt. Like, oh, my gosh, it was this urgency that I was just catching on the inside. But in Nehemiah chapter 4, they were rebuilding the wall. Um, as you're finishing your offerings, I just want to say that they were rebuilding the wall. When a wall was broken down in a city, what would happen is the people were vulnerable to their enemies, things like that, to pray. And Nehemiah had such a burden, such a burden to pray. And Margie was talking about being alert and vigilant. And it said this about the people because they kept getting resistance and they kept getting opposition in rebuilding this wall. But they were so focused on the wall. And anytime something came, they would say, no, tell them we're rebuilding the wall. We're staying in that position of rebuilding the wall. But in Nehemiah 4, 6, it says, so we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height for the people, for the people worked with all of their heart. And one translation says the people had a mind and heart to work. And so I pray that this message that Reverend Margie brought us, that there would be an urgency. Just like Nehemiah, they built that wall in 52 days because they prayed and they were diligent and they had a heart and mind to work. And I pray that your, our hearts we would have that heart and mind to be diligent and to work 
and partner with God when he asks us to be, to, to, to be watchmen on the wall so that just like those police officers in your neighborhood, we would be alert and we would be catching anything that would try to come in. So, Father, we thank you for this offering. We thank you, Lord God, for your blessing to be upon it. And, Lord, thank you that as we give, each one of us would recognize that our finances are going to back this message that you're sending Sister Margie with. You are the message of raising up people to contend for the hearts of the next generation. Father, that's your heart. That is your heart, to see the next generation not lose the gospel, not lose the move of the spirit, not lose the holiness of the word of God, Father God, but it would be passed down from generation to generation. And thank you that as we sow into this ministry, it is good ground. And not only will it be multiplied for her ministry, but, Father, that you would multiply it back to each person in here that sows. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, ushers, you can go ahead and receive that offering. When the ushers, just give them a minute to come by. As they come by, um, you can uh, then get up and, and, ha and leave. But if you need prayer for anything also, we do have prayer workers that are up here at the end of the service. So please feel free to come up and you can receive prayer uh, if you need prayer. So they're going to just go ahead and finish receiving the offering. Don't forget, as they're receiving that, don't forget this weekend, obviously, is Easter. We do have two services here in Brick, two services on Saturday night, two on Sunday. I do think the Sunday services are maxed out for registration. However, you can still get into the Saturday night services. I do know that we still have some seats also at Wall. We have some uh, seats at Bayville still open, I think, on Saturday and Sunday. So if you wanted to um, go down to one of those campuses or up to a uh, wall, you can go ahead and do that as well. Nueva Esperanza, our Spanish service that usually meets here at 1 o'clock on Sundays, has been combined and consolidated into our other services for this weekend. So uh, we will not be having Nueva Esperanza this weekend. We will resume that next week. Have a wonderful night, and um, we'll see you on the weekend.